I want to talk to you today about how Hanukkah saved Christmas. It's really a Christmas backstory. You know, the Bible is one long love story. It's the chronicle of a heavenly father who desires relationship with his creation, humanity. In his sovereignty, he chose Abraham and his descendants to bring forth the promise of Messiah. Now, the four Sundays preceding Christmas are the days when believers traditionally celebrate four virtues, hope, love, joy, and peace. It's called Advent. It's from the Latin word Adventus, which simply translates coming or arrival. Advent speaks of three arrivals. One, Messiah's birth on the earth. Two, the new life, when someone accepts Jesus Christ as their savior. And three, the anticipation of Jesus returning again. Between the Tanakh, the Hebrew scriptures, and the Brit Chadashah, the new covenant, that is, between Malachi and Matthew, a key historical event took place. In 164 BC, the world powers of the day oppressed Israel and tried to outlaw Jewish practice. The Seleucid Empire had a tyrannical leader who installed a compromised high priest in Judea. The empire burned the Torah scrolls. The empire forbid the Sabbath worship. The empire outlawed circumcision. Finally, they declared Zeus the god and sacrificed a pig on the altar of the Jewish temple. Desecration. But a priestly family arose and led a revolt against overwhelming odds. Their victory gave birth to the holiday Hanukkah, which is the Hebrew word for dedication. The temple was sanctified and rededicated to the service of the one true God. Once again, our Heavenly Father preserved the Jewish people. Those world powers attempted to crush Israel, which would have destroyed the lineage of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. The Jewish people were preserved, and so Joseph, Mary, and Jesus came onto the world stage. Messiah's first advent. Although Hanukkah is not a biblically mandated feast, Jesus celebrated it. The only time we see it in the Bible is in the New Testament, in John 10, 22. Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Hanukkah is celebrated on the 25th day of the Hebrew month of Kislev, so it comes near the date of traditional winter Christmas celebrations. Was Jesus born on December 25th? Well, we say two Jews, three opinions. Some believe he was conceived at Hanukkah as the light of the world and born at Tabernacles as Emmanuel, God with us. Some believe he was conceived at Elul, Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li, I am my beloved's and my beloved's is mine, as the bridegroom of heaven, and then in the tabernacle season, but then born as the Lamb of God in the spring at Passover. Now, there are different breeds of sheep that birth lambs at different times of the year. In the Mideast, they actually have winter lambs. So my definitive answer about was Jesus born on December 25th? I don't know, but I do know this. He is the promised one. Genesis 3, God speaks to Satan and says, I will make enemies of you and the woman and of your offspring and her descendant. He shall crush you on the head. You shall bruise him on the heel, speaking of the cross. We know he was born in Bethlehem, Micah 5, 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, Though you're little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. We know he's going to be a king like David from the tribe of Judah, Luke chapter 2, a prophet like Moses, Deuteronomy 18, 18, a priest of the Most High, in Hebrews chapter 2. Now those were no ordinary shepherds who kept watch. They were Levitical shepherds tending flocks for generations in Bethlehem, 
watching for the birth and inspecting the lambs that were raised for the temple. They had to be perfect. The Lamb of God was also perfect. He was without blemish, fully God and fully man. Those were no ordinary baby blankets. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes made from priestly garments, signifying his future work as our atonement. He was no ordinary rabbi. His cousin John would declare triumphantly in John 1.29, Hine Seha Elohim, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Peter the Apostle says it this way, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Is today your personal advent? Yeshua, Jesus is our living hope. The first time we see hope in the scriptures is in Joshua 2.18. Rahab, the prostitute, helps the Israelites enter Jericho. They instruct her to tie a scarlet thread from her window as a sign that they were safe. That thread or rope is the Hebrew word tikva, hope, from the root word kava or cord. Hope is a person, and in Hebrew, it's very substantive. It's really about something, something solid. The scarlet thread represents the blood of the covenant. The rope was our anchor, a tangible hope in a person, Jesus. The scarlet rope was tied around the sacrifice of the lamb in the tabernacle and in the temple, in Leviticus 16.10. The scarlet robe was placed around the Savior in Matthew 27.28. This Hebrew word tikva is fascinating because it is made up of these four letters, tav, kof, lav, and he. Now in ancient Hebrew, each one of those words has a picture that goes with them. The tav is a cross, the kaf is a palm, the he is a breath or spirit, and the vav is a nail. We could say of this one, according to that word hope, at the cross, by the palm of his own hand, he was nailed and the breath of God was released to humanity, opening a window to heaven. Titus in chapter four, verse 11 tells us, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, in a godly manner in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Messiah Yeshua, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, eager for good deeds. Third Advent is going to be the return of the Lord, for he gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, eager for good deeds. We're looking with anticipation for his next advent, his return. He came as the Lamb of God, but he's returning as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He came lowly on a donkey into Jerusalem, but he's returning on air horse one as the King of Kings. The greatest man in history had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet we crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. His name is Yeshua.